0: This podcast is brought to you by Grant Thornton, an audit, tax, and advisory firm you share something with. Listening, they take the time to understand your challenges and turn them into
1: opportunities, not more noise. Start a conversation at GT.com.
3: The Imagine More Success Radio Show is the all about you show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you with tips, tools, tactics, and a free weekly gift to help you thrive. Your hosts for the Imagine More Success Radio Show are the best-selling authors, Cindy Hendricks, a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hydes, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Check out the Imagine More Success Radio Show at imaginemoresuccess.net. Because now's the time to realize your dreams and to imagine more success. Hey, we want to welcome you to the Imagine More Success radio show today. Uh, we are having our Love Week, the same way that the Discovery Channel has Shark Week. We <laughs> like to have Love Week every year in February. Uh, you know, we do it in in uh, in uh, the same time frame as Valentine's Day. So usually the, you'll hear this show before and during and after Valentine's Day and... Uh, every single year we try to sneak in two or three other weeks typically as well unlike shark week we try to have love week like maybe two three four times a year so um, this this particular year i think it's really important for us to spend some time with that topic cindy what do you think
0: well i think it's very interesting that you compared our love weeks to shark week
3: yeah, you know, it's the same amount of anticipation, I think, and I think Shark Weeks <laughs> usually in the summer, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not that the messaging is the same, but the level of excitement is the same, and the anticipation. Okay, the
0: you saved that one, boy.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think the whole world needs more love right now.
3: Yeah, you know, and that seems to be uh, the same idea that our guest that's going to be on a little bit later (laughs) with us has as well. Today, we're going to be featuring Maria Romano. She is uh, a favorite of the show. She's one of my favorite people, and uh, she is back on the speaker circuit. She's making the rounds both on Zoom and even a few in-person events that are scheduled and coming up. She had a huge win last night, Uh, a really wonderful introduction uh, of a, a relatively new talk of hers that, Discusses love and business. So today we're going to really spend some time talking about love and relationships. And as a bonus for today, we're also going to spend time talking about love within your business. She's got a really cool uh, name of her concepts that she has utilized in order to become extraordinarily successful in multiple industries. And uh, her concept is called "Love Your Way to the Top," and it's something we're going to be discussing. So I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit about her. Maria is the CEO and founder of True Love Knots. She is a professional minister in Las Vegas where she has performed over 3,000 wedding ceremonies. She has in the past been the owner and CEO and founder of an extraordinarily successful uh, rent-a-car business in Las Vegas, which um, had a humongous revenue. She was extraordinarily successful in that business. She and her husband, Frank, then trans. Uh, transferred all their knowledge into yet another business were extraordinarily successful there as well in the gaming industry and about let's say almost 10 years ago now she started to uh, move into the coaching sector where she's helping people find true love in their life and so many people have these problems where they can't Um, get back in the dating game because maybe they've gone through a really bad breakup or they're really out of practice and they need some counseling, they need some coaching, they need uh, some direction. She's a wonderful person. We want to go ahead and welcome her to the show, Maria Romano.
4: Well, hello, everybody. How are we doing today?
3: (laughs) Great. How are you? Glad you could join us today.
4: Uh, You know what? When you were talking about the sharks, I think, you know, I want to just be a big barracuda and love me everybody in the ocean. (laughs) Love me some everybody. I just, I
0: just eat everyone, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so if your dating world looks more like Shark Week than Love Week, you know, Maria would be a really great person for you to connect with, so we're going to go ahead and get started today. Maria, you've got a really wonderful story about how you began the process of coaching and Uh, how you started connecting with people, helping them find true love in their life. Tell us a little bit about that story.
4: Yes, Thomas, you know, when that journey started for me, I've been a widow for eight years, almost nine now, and that journey started for me finding love probably a couple of years after Frank passed away. And a lot of, I think, women and men, they go through the process of are they ready? Do they want to find love? Uh, And it's difficult because you're you were so you're comfortable with the person that you had so to even leap into the dating world forget about being intimate but just kissing somebody that you don't know in an intimate way is different so it took me quite a bit of time i was kicking and fighting and screaming before i said okay i think i'm ready to go find love again and when i got back into the dating world um, i was listening to all of my friends that were married and
3: they there all the did, great advice about dating.
4: <laughs> yeah, all the great, wonderful advice that was so antiquated because it wasn't relevant to today, and also relevant to the where I have been in my life. When you know, in your twenties and even thirties, life is different, and your what you're looking for in the way of a partner is so different than what you're looking for in the way of a partner when you hit forties, fifties, and sixties and above. So when I got out back there in the dating world and I made every mistake you can think of with, with the exception of giving but somebody money, but I had my, my fair share of interesting people that I dated and also a couple of one interesting relationship. And that's when I realized that, um, and I spoke, I had a good friend of mine who really, she kind of helped me through this whole coaching program. Because she was started dating when, when they used to use the newspapers. I don't know if, if you're familiar, Cindy Sid, or um, Thomas. Years ago, you put an yeah. ad in the paper to meet somebody. I mean, it's kind of right. crazy, but it's true. What's a newspaper? A regular newspaper. <laughs> and, what's that? Oh, gosh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I got that. But it's true. And she kind of helped me through the process. Because she's also a family marriage therapist. And that's when that light bulb moment came on. That I realized, gosh, there are so many people like me that really don't know what to do, how to get back there. And also they need you need to be savvy. Just as you need to be savvy in your own business, you need to be savvy in the dating realm again. Because when you're, you know, you have more exposure and you're at a certain age, you want to be able to spot the red flags. I just spoke Absolutely. to some right? I spoke to a woman this morning and it's interesting because there's so many women just like this woman I spoke to that they don't even know how to operate a computer. And I, I, I wish I can give people a class someplace, but I can't, right?
3: <laughs> you know, that's probably the next thing that you need to offer because it's so very true. There is I uh, say like a, a technological barrier for some people who um, aren't maybe even if they know how to use the tech, maybe they haven't used the tech before when it comes to dating or utilizing the apps or they feel like that added layer gives them um, some sort of distance between what they're used to with dating and what is kind of necessary at this point in order to utilize. So there's that one, one thing that kind of stands between people and getting started with getting back into the dating field. Now, when it comes to coaching, sometimes people feel kind of embarrassed about talking about this This is this can be an embarrassing topic for people what would you tell someone who feels embarrassed about reaching out for help with dating
0: well
4: there are a lot of successful people that utilize coaches for many different areas of their life but also yesterday i was listening to another dating podcast and even people that have relationships you know even barack and michelle obama have a marriage you know a relationship coach they go to and if you listen to anybody Tom Brady he has a coach helping him right do you think he's gotten to yeah. where he was as a couple <laughs> and also as a couple, as a couple too. I'm sure with his wife, but also there are just many people out there. If you listen to uh, Drew Barrymore, she'll talk about how she's used a coach as well because she tried to date online and it was a little different. So nobody should be embarrassed. It's in, what what a coach is going to do is give you their best advice, the best practices, so you can get onto the path of whatever you're looking to do in a in a way that's efficient and a lot more quicker. And in the and in the dating room,
0: a lot less heartache. <laughs> yeah, well, you, know you know what? I think that's such a good thing that you brought up with the coaching, because people get so caught up in their business life and in their extracurricular activities of you know nonprofit volunteering, and so we tend to get off track with our best, most important relationships, don't you think, Maria? You know, that's
4: true. And, you know, Sydney, it is true when you think about it, because people just kind of put it aside. And it's interesting, because I speak to many people, I say, well, I'm just going to meet somebody organically. And that's great, when we're out there, able to socialize. Right now, organic, there's very little ways you can meet people organically. And it's a matter of taking the time it's just like looking for a job. If you're very serious and you want to meet somebody, you need to set a sign time on your daily planner, whatever it is. And uh, if you're going to work the dating apps, you need to work the dating apps. But you need to commit. But, you know, it starts really, you talk about, you know, dating. It really starts with yourself and really getting in touch with who you are, just like you would with anything else that you're going to do in life, whether you're going to go on a diet, right? change your eating habits, you're going to venture off into a a new um, occupation, or you're getting ready to write a book, right? You need to make sure that this is what you want to do and that you're ready for it, and you need to set time aside to be able to do it, take
3: action. So, you you know, a lot of times, um, like Cindy was saying, people don't even have this really scheduled into their life plan, or if they do, they don't really have a roadmap, roadmap on how they're going to do it. Because if they had a roadmap and they were following it, they may already be in a relationship or you know, have the type of relationship that they want. Tell us a little bit about your concept of using a roadmap to find love.
4: And that is true, Thomas. You're so right. Uh, people are reluctant, especially uh, the challenges are with people that are in the professional world. They figure they're in the professional world. They don't need a roadmap. I thought the same thing. Wrong.
3: Because, because you were the, around so many the, right, people, right? The
4: roadmap, is that why? You, because
3: you had so, because you were interacting with so many people. Is that why?
4: Uh, start again. I'm sorry. Well,
3: was that? Did you think you didn't need a roadmap then? Because you were around so many people. Is that? You felt no, like you were meeting a lot of people, or?
4: No, I thought I knew it all. I figured I'm in business. I interview people. I thought I knew it all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
0: to
4: be very honest, guess what? I didn't know it all because the roadmap you use for finding love is a lot different. Than what you use if you're interviewing somebody, maybe to work on your team, or maybe you're getting ready to start a diet. Completely different roadmap, right? The only the only difference is, is you need to make sure that you're on the right road and you're taking the time, and that's where I I develop a roadmap for clients and I use myself, where you you start with actually yourself, and like I said, that that self concept, self love, going through. You know, what are what are the attributes that I have that stand out that really people like? And also, what do I need to work on with myself? Because we all have some bad habits. Well, don't you
0: don't you also feel, Maria, that when you are uh, a second person helping someone find their way in uh, the love arena, that you would be so much more objective than the person looking and you would see, all the things that other person couldn't see to be able to help them. Yes.
4: It's just like sitting in a car, right? And you have, you have two sets of eyes instead of one set of eyes and the Yes. And I like to give clients an objective viewpoint because I'm not just helping them get into finding somebody. They find that perfect person, but also when they find that perfect person, making sure that they're on the right track, that they're not, that they're not uh, overlooking the red flags because that's what happens. You know, that dopamine kicks in and we're just on this, we're on this love high and it's sometimes difficult to stop and say, you know what, this person you think is great. However, you're not noticing it could be the red flag staring right at you. And that's the difference.
3: (laughs) And that's, that's going to be a a big part of the conversation when we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk about red flags. We're going to talk about, Uh, How you can go about finding love and really how you can go about preparing yourself for the big process of Bringing someone into your life when we come back with Maria Romano We're also going to spend a little bit of time today talking about how love can influence your business for the better So this Valentine's Day you're going to learn about relationships with the people that you care about as well as your relationships with your business and we're going to make all of them better right here on the Imagine More Success radio show. Do stay tuned.
1: The
3: Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show. We're celebrating Love Week all week long. And uh, today's guest is Maria Romano, the founder of True Love Knots. We've been having a really great conversation about how important it is to get some guidance when you are ready to bring love into your life and to, to find a new relationship. Maria, when we ended the last segment, we were talking about red flags. And those red flags are those things that are glaringly obvious about the other person or about something about them that should tell you right away, hey, this is the time you should be cautious. This is a time when you should maybe reconsider going any farther with this person. But like you said, we're so caught up in the beginning of a love relationship sometimes that that red flag is just completely invisible to us. I mean, is that common with with most of the people that you work with?
4: Yes, and even people that I meet that I chat with um, about their love life, uh, there are many uh, young people. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation last night with a beautiful young woman, and she was uh, not. She was starting a relationship with somebody, and he would um, he would just call her. She had met him when he was here, and he lives someplace else. And then she found out um, because of. The way he was calling her at different times, day or night, and they were video chatting, that he was married. So she was so devastated. And what happens is that she and she still is devastated. But what happens is you you get so caught up in this fantasy of what you think the relationship is, and it really isn't. And the you know, the reality needs to set in, and and there are many people, men and women, that deny what reality is and in this case this young woman was still going through heartache because she really wanted this relationship to work out well we had a little
0: small problem he had somebody else right
3: It's just a minor problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no problem we need we need to brand those boys
3: you know brand what's girls. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know ooh, real, ooh, great? Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> wow cindy that's funny because well, you mice. know
0: i've heard of that so many times in fact in my dating career I uh, think I had three different guys that were married but failed to mention that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, anybody anybody listening, if you're in a relationship and you're not happy, just Okay, move on. But don't drag a third person, right? You know what's exactly. funny?
3: Maria? One of my one of my friends years ago referred to this guy that she had been dating as a matador, and I said, "Why? Why do you call him a matador?" She said, "Well, he's waving a red flag," and I just ran right into it, over <laughs> and over. She was. I love and that. I laughed. I thought that was just the funniest thing. Um, yeah. So, red flags when you see them, you can't resist them. It's probably time to. Do what? What would you say, Maria?
4: Well, when, you know, when a red flag is glaring at you, and that's where you really need to sit down, you know, we're talking about this roadmap, but you have to really list out what's important to you in a relationship, you know, what your must-haves are, and what are your deal-breakers? So, for example, you know, if you meet somebody, and for myself, I don't want to date a smoker, okay, that's just my own personal choice. And that's to me, is a red flag, okay, for me, because I know, unfortunately, what smoking does, my late husband passed away, he had issues with his heart and smoking. So I don't, you know, I, I, something you have to really adhere to what's important for you. If you're looking for somebody with stability, and you don't want somebody that's sleeping on someone's couch, you need to, you, you can't sometimes you should not make allowances. Now, I understand people are going through different situations in life, and especially now with COVID going on, a lot of people are reshuffling maybe their finances. But, you know, you can still tell if somebody's ambitious and self-sufficient. And again, when those red flags are glaring at you, that's when you need to take a step back and have somebody, as you know Sydney said before, is objectively, objectively giving you you know, what the reality is, not your kids, not your friends, not your parents, because we don't listen to them. We tune them out.
0: Well, and even a friend, a girlfriend or a guy friend for each type of person, uh, it's it's not as powerful when you bring sensitive subjects like that up. But when you have a professional saying, hey, wait a minute, this is what that red flag means. (laughs) Listen up, run for the hills. Well that's
4: true and you know what also a coach is not judgmental and and let's face it we're all a little bit judgmental maybe when it comes to our family or our friends and they might say gee you know what was he or she thinking i mean is she really that naive and that's they become judgmental and before you know it there's a label so when you have somebody from the outside And, you know, really what happens is basically is confidential when somebody is a client of mine, that it's between, you know, the client and me, what we're talking about. Now, if they choose to share it with somebody else, that's fine, too. But the red flags, and like you said, sometimes they're right there, they're glaring at you. And that's when you need to run. And what? And there are so many people that become so codependent, and they're sucked into a relationship before the relationship is really happening. They sort of committed, and that's when you, you you need to you need to go out and effectively date with your if you date with your heart, but date with your head too.
3: Great advice. Great advice. You know, I you've written a really wonderful book called "Going from Just One to a Plus One." Um, which, you know, it's been out now, I think, what, almost a year?
4: No. Is it right? No? September it came out.
3: Oh, my gosh. Okay. yes. Yeah. so several months now, several people read it, given you feedback. And what you've heard about this book has been that no matter where someone is in their journey, there's a part in there that really speaks to them. Is Is that because... So many people have this idea, or this feeling that their, their own personal journey in finding love is so unique that no one else has it, that they feel alone.
4: Well, there, I think we have a little feedback or something coming on. Is that me? But anyway, uh, you know what people have, everybody feels their journey is unique, Right. Yeah. and that nobody else has experienced it. But but we all have. We might have different emotions, but we all have different ways of experiencing a journey. And when I put this book together, and, you know, Thomas, you, you were there helping me and coaching me, is there were several part, parts we went through because when I got married to my late husband, I became a step-parent first before we actually had a, a child together. So there are so many. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that I became a widow and that I was also in the professional I'm in the professional arena so what it's like to date a widow or a widower or what it's like to date somebody with children or blending families or dating somebody that's professional so this book has different segments of it that take you through and it's just a great guide to give you some insight about what you need to think about when you're dating somebody that's in these different arenas. You you could be somebody that's divorced and you're dating somebody that's a widow or a widower. And that's a whole different realm, too, that you're dealing with. So that's what the book does.
3: Yeah, it really gives people an idea of what the possibilities are because possibilities both good and bad because I think like so many things when you're getting involved in dating, especially if you've been out of it a while, when you get back to it, you're going to be finding yourself in situations you never anticipated. But if you read through your book and see what's possible, both on, like I said, on the good side and the bad side, it kind of gives you a level of preparation that you don't have now and makes the future much, much easier for sure.
0: Well, Maria, how can someone get a hold of your book? Because there's so many people out there right now that could probably use your words of wisdom. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you, Sydney. Yes, they
4: I think people that are looking to get back in the dating world and even if they've been in the dating world need to read the book. It's an easy read. You can find it on Amazon going from just one to a plus one by Maria Romano. I also it's in, of course, paperback and digital as well as it's in Spanish in digital right now, too.
0: Wonderful.
3: Very cool. Maria, you have a, uh, a kind of a game plan for people when they want to get back to dating, where you really give them an opportunity to kind of stop, get rid of all the static, all the noise, and get back to really getting in touch and in tune with who they are and what they want. It, it's a really cool three-step process. Can you just kind of walk us through it, through that and talk about the importance of each step?
4: Well. First of all, like I said, you need to really, the process is be, be, love, and rock yourself. Okay, but in the beginning, we talk, we go through what I call a, a dysfunctional detoxing, which, with, <laughs> yeah, you need to go. Yeah, through.
3: let's talk about that. What does that mean? Yeah,
4: the de- Because we are all a product of our past relationships, you know, no matter what the situation is is we have had past relationships and you really need to identify what worked in your relationship. And even if you're a widow or a widower, this applies too. It's not just for people that are divorced. And you you need to sit down and say, okay, what what worked in this relationship? And then sometimes really what didn't work, I mean, even though you could have divorced on good terms or you you know, you lost your husband or your wife, there was still There still were areas, shades of gray, where, you know, you really didn't like, there was some maybe personality traits, but you overlooked them. And then you take the the next process and you try to look at it and what you could have done differently. Okay. Because sometimes we all have a hand, especially if we've gone through a divorce, of what we could have done differently in the relationship. And then the fourth part you move into is what hand did you have in the relationship to make it better or worse. So that that's the process we go through, especially if you're divorced or you come out of something that's pretty traumatic because you can't move forward until you've gotten, you've shedded all those past residuals. And it's not easy all the time because some people are still very bitter. They might've had a spouse that unfortunately there was infidelity that occurred. So there's a big trust issue or they might've had a partner that had issues you know, with um, some sort of like dependencies with alcohol or drugs or or sex so it's a matter of getting rid of that and and understanding making sure that when you find the next person that you don't attract that same type of individual and that's what seems to happen is there's a pattern and until you actually clear out that pattern and look at it and then work on who you are really who you are at whatever point in life you're at you know taking the hat off of being a mom being a dad, of maybe being a somebody that's a community leader, and, and who are you, and what your likes are and dislikes, and then moving into loving yourself, because when you get back into the dating world, you know what? Not every, not everybody's going to be so nice.
3: It's going to be, be a school of hard knocks sometimes, right? You oh, have to.
4: Yeah, you get your buck. You get your buck kick. You're right, Thomas. <laughs> and then of course, when you do just learning how to love yourself from roots to boots. And when you get out there and date, remember it's just dating. So what I call this the rock rock yourself part to just go out and have fun. This is not a commitment. It's just a date. And people rush from A to B e to Z right away. They want to find that person, they meet somebody on a first date, and then they're they they've in my, their mind already committed. And you can't do that. You have to you just have to let water seek its own level. And what happens is, is you have this biological clock that's ticking for young people because they want to get married by a certain time because they want children. Yeah,
3: the expectations, right? There's a lot of artificial expectations around timing and beliefs, right?
4: Yes. And then what happens when you get older, you have the mortality clock that kicks in.
3: <laughs> for sure. I'm only laughing because it's true. It's true. <laughs>
4: How many people, men and women, I'm getting older. I got to find somebody today. It's like, okay, just listen. Rome wasn't built in a day and your mother waited nine months for you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So true. Cool. Well, you know what? In addition to these red flags that we talked about earlier, you know, I think the concept of be yourself, love yourself, rock yourself sounds great. Um, Definitely, you know, before you get out there and start interacting with other people, Some really deep introspection might go a long way and really make the experience of encountering other people a lot more fun and interesting and certainly safer as well. And I loved your concept about dysfunctional detoxing where you can really figure out what went right and what went wrong in your past relationship so you don't bring the bad stuff in, but you can bring in some of the good stuff from your past relationship. So we're going to continue Love Week this week on the Imagine More Success radio show. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Maria Romano. She's got a great free gift for you this week. And we're also going to talk about how love can be a positive, wonderful, happy, fulfilling, and profitable new addition to your business. Stay tuned.
2: But what else can we do? Tell me I wish I could carry your smile.
3: Times when my life seems so low
1: It would make me believe
2: I'm strong, I'm sure, I'm in control
3: Hey, welcome back to the Imagine More Success Radio Show We hope you're enjoying the music this week We've got some new deep cuts for you (laughs) We're playing some love songs um, from the past That uh, hopefully bring back some great memories And uh, we've been charting some really cool waters today Speaking with Maria Romano We're talking about love and celebration of love week Um, Cindy, I know usually we, like I said, we have love week two, three, four times a year on the show. Um, (laughs) what's your favorite part about love week?
0: Well, you know, I just love learning about how people maneuver because I was blessed with a fabulous marriage the last time around. And I just can't imagine a lot of stuff that people go through and, I'm really thrilled that there are like people like Maria and some of our other guests that know exactly how to help people maneuver that jungle.
3: Yeah, for sure. Maria, we've been talking about falling in love and uh, a little bit about dating as well, which is really, I guess that's kind of like the mechanism for getting there, right. For finding the right person and making that happen. And it's kind of a big sorting process. And, uh, while you've got all these, you know, concepts about love, you found also that, that that same concept kind of runs through business as well for you. So Maria, tell us a little bit about why it's important to, I I guess, find love in the business. And as you say it, love your way to the top.
4: Well, today, you know, it's so, first of all, I think love is so relevant what's going on today. It's spilling out every, we need it everywhere. Uh, Especially since we're in these conditions right now where we're, we're, social distancing and what's happening too is some of us are becoming a bit of a recluse in some respects even with our businesses and Even with the people that we work with, you know, we hide behind zoom, right? We have so Mm -hmm. many and when you aren't zoom, you know, there's a lot of distractions as we all know So it's a matter of getting up when we get back out there into the world again and start socializing You know, how are we gonna what's gonna happen? How are we going to reconnect with these people so I recognized, I was sitting down thinking, you know, that a lot of the um, experiences in our personal life really are very similar in our professional life. I mean, you, using the word love sometimes, when you say that uh, to somebody in HR, they have a team of attorneys that come down and attack you, right? You, <laughs> so <very> right? True.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you cannot use love in the workplace, but call it what you like. But love is important, and the topic of the talk that I debuted last night, I was so excited, was is Loving Your Way to the Top. And what Loving Your Way to the Top means is extending empathy, caring, and understanding to others in a way that fits you so you can achieve the level of recognition, self-worth, and success that you desire. And doing it in a way wow, you're lifting everyone.
3: Yeah, can you can you repeat that for us, please? Loving your way to the top is
4: it loving your way to the top, yes, is extending empathy, caring, and understanding to others in a way that fits you, so you can achieve the level of recognition, self worth, and success that you desire.
3: Okay. No, I really like that. Uh, that. I mean, that's incredible. Let's talk a little bit about kind of love in general. I mean, what's your thoughts about, you know, how is love valued in the workplace?
4: Well, love, I personally feel that love is undervalued. And I know for sure it's definitely undervalued in the workplace. But I came across a great story that I read in a book And I'd love to tell it to you and your listeners about what really the real value of love means. Yeah, please. So Dr. John Bowlby, who worked in a British orphanage after World War II, noticed that uh, young children who lost their parents quite often died. Could you imagine this before the age of two? Wow. Wow, yes. And these children had everything they needed. They had food, they had water, they had shelter, they had adult supervision, they had warmth. And they couldn't understand why they were dying. And Dr. Bowlby came up with an explanation, and there's been many studies done after what he also believed. And he believed these children were dying because of the lack of love from a loving parent. And their hearts were so broken because they did not have a loving connection in their life, and they died. And we really need, just like food, water, and shelter, we need love.
3: Mm. It's a necessity. It's not just. Oh, my gosh.
4: Yes, it is. And that's when I, I started looking at the concept of that if you want to be successful, you need to have love. Because if you just like food, water, and shelter, right, you need that. You need love, and you need to bring love into every area of your life. And I'm not talking romantic love. Just taking a moment and looking at things differently. So that's the concept that has evolved. And I then I talk about this, uh, there's three principles, too.
3: So uh, let me get this straight. You're saying that little children were dying because they didn't have love in their life. and So, I mean, if if you need love just to survive, you probably need love for success.
4: Exactly. You need, and it's true, you do need love for success. And, you know, take a moment, let's think about a lot of older people that pass away, that don't have anybody. Uh, Dr. Vivek Murphy also noticed that he was the Surgeon General several years ago, and he noticed that there was a lot more depression, and there was uh, there were people that were having a lot of health issues because they too did not have somebody in their life.
3: You know, I think one of the concepts that that I've heard you mention that uh, people kind of forget is that businesses are made up of people. So if businesses are made up of people, then if people need love, businesses must need love too.
4: That's right. It's true. So you're right. You know, and people, yeah, as you said, they. They do make up businesses, and then businesses need to extend what empathy, caring, and understanding to their clients and to one another.
3: Well, wow. I mean, I you know, there's a lot of uh, managers I've met over the years who, uh, if I don't know that they could tell you what empathy, carrying understanding might even be. So I, don't, I could see where this could be extraordinarily useful.
0: But, you know, that's very true, because if you just look at some of the businesses that are going out of business, of course, pre-pandemic, a lot of them, the love was lost. It was obvious in, you know, their marketing, in their merchandise mix or services, and you could just see why they went downhill.
4: That's
0: true. You're right. Cindy, uh,
4: because you need to be relevant about what is going on in the workplace. And as a matter of fact, one of the analogies I bring up is as you look at Neiman Marcus and Pier One, they went out of business last year. and But that's because they didn't have what we call what is what is a function of a business, right? And the function of business is to acquire and retain clients. And if you don't acquire and retain clients, you don't have a business,
0: Well, that's true Uh, with the the employees, too.
4: And if you don't love
0: your employees, they're sure as heck not going to (laughs) stay. It is so
4: interesting you bring that up because the three principles that I talk about that people can implement into their life and they can be more successful and profitable is falling in love with your clients. And that's just not your external clients. And you're right. It's your internal clients, the people that help make you a success. And then, of course, falling in love with your experience and falling in love with your success. So you you hit the nail right on the head.
0: (laughs) Well, I've seen it. I mean, I I started working for Casual Corner probably from the womb so many years ago. And I don't know if anybody remembers it, but Casual Corner was a fantastic company. And um, they were sold to uh, when the owner and president um, passed away. Um, eventually the, the business was sold to a French company, I think it was, and they just went under and the love just wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I remember
4: Casual Corner. It was a great store to shop in. So you're not dating yourself. <laughs> 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 I've been there. And, you know, that is something that is so true. And, you know, there are so many easy processes that you can implement by just listening, right? Just you know, you listen to your clients because if you don't listen, you're not gonna get a sale. Right? It's like a bad date. You've been on a bad date. Now Cindy, you haven't been on a bad date, but I've been on a bad date. I don't know about
0: <laughs> Well I haven't been on one for a long, long time, but uh I, I had my share in well, my in my youth. Right. And you go on a date and all the person does is talk about themselves, right? Or their old girlfriends or ex-wives.
4: And you know, do you think there's a second date? No. Well, the same thing is if you don't listen to, let's talk about just your, you know, your internal clients and your external clients. So if you really want to engage and you really need to listen, because when you listen, they feel like you value them. And in the realm of in the, on the internal side with your internal clients, if they feel that you really, you understand, you really understand them and they feel that, then what's going to happen is, is they're going to be more productive. Maybe they'll collaborate more. So you have some unity as well as a creativity so that's, you know, one area. And one of the things I talked about last night, and some people never realize the concept. And you've heard of the book of the five languages of love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you just go to the website, you know, Dr. Gary Chapman, and I just love the concept. If you just download the quiz, the five languages of love, and you give it to the people, you take all take the test together. The people that you work with or the people, the coaches, and you get to understand a little better how they want to receive love, I mean by recognition and praise. So one person, Thomas might want to receive love by the way of you telling everybody in front of his peers. And, you know, Sydney, you might want to receive love because you want time off with your family, maybe instead of, you know, money. So when you understand how your team and each individual wants to receive praise, recognition and love, you have a better understanding of them. So again, they feel like you value them, and they feel like you understand them. And that's when you have a cohesive team coming together. So that you start to right with the people that you work with, and then you use the same process with your clients as well.
3: I love that. I love that. This listening goes a long way, right? I mean, do you think that that's a good idea for... Uh valentine's day week and for love week that we're talking about listening or what's the value of that
4: well okay so let's say look, look at it this way would it be better or worse right for you and your partner if you extended empathy caring, and understanding to him or her or would it be better or worse If you actually listen to your partner, (laughs) right? I mean, come on. How many people have an argument with their partner where they say, you listen to me so much, I'm so sick and tired of you.
3: (laughs) I don't think (laughs) that's ever been a part of any argument ever. Right? Right. So those
4: just, just those, that one area makes a difference. It truly does.
3: Yeah, for sure. I've really enjoyed us having this conversation today about uh, about bit love in business because um, it's really funny. It, it might seem like it's kind of a wild concept, but it just seems to make sense, right? I mean, we're talking about finding clients and retaining them and turning them into loyal customers and how important it is. That That's what everyone's talking about. But no one's talking about the, that fundamental concept that really brings people together and, and using that as a part of the uh, the tools and your, your tool chest in order to to really do that. So I'm, I'm loving this today and I hope everyone's enjoying uh, our love week as we continue it uh, on the Imagine More Success radio show. Uh, we've talked about how you can bring love into the business aspect of your life, how you can go about finding love in your life and we're going to continue the conversation with Maria Romano when we come back Uh, if you'd like to check out some past episodes of the Imagine More Success show, go to imaginemoresuccess.net where you can get a free weekly gift from every single episode and if you'd like to learn more about how you can get started and make the big shift especially during this time of quarantines and COVID-19 and government shutdowns Go to the millionaire mindset where you can start the journey and dip your toe in and get yourself prepared for really moving to the next step in your financial success. So please stay tuned.
0: Keep us
3: Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show. It's the All about you show and we've got Maria Romano with us today as we're celebrating Love Week and it continues and uh, you know we're coming up on Valentine's Day. you know we've got we've got sometimes it's a lot of pressure, right Cindy, you've got it's a lot of pressure sometimes with with Valentine's Day for a lot of people, a lot of people feel a lot of pressure
0: it really is. It's kind of like Christmas of the heart.
3: Oh, that's a lovely way of putting it. I didn't think of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so when you're searching for that perfect gift, that perfect chocolate, which, quite honestly, for some of us, any chocolate is the perfect chocolate. And uh, if that if that's one little bit of Valentine's Day and Love Week that could continue year round, chocolate would be a really cool thing. Maybe some wine that'd be great too. Yeah.
5: Um,
3: <laughs> that seems to make people smile no matter what, no matter what week it is you're celebrating.
0: Hey, you had me a chocolate. That's right good Pinot Noir. I'm there.
3: <laughs> just threw that in, threw the wine in just as a little added bonus for you today. <laughs> so we're on today with the uh, CEO and founder of truelovenots.com. She's Maria Romano. She wants to encourage you to be yourself, love yourself and rock yourself so that you can go from being just one to finding your plus one. And Maria, we have, Hit on all sorts of topics today. We've been going over relationships, some really wonderful relationship advice from you. Also, some ideas about how business uh, can be improved if you add some love to it. Let's take a jump into the now, though, and let's talk about what can you do to make Valentine's Day really special?
0: Ooh, That's a good
4: one. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's a couple of things. Eat plenty of chocolate, absolutely. <laughs> there's a few things you can do. First of all, we think of Valentine's Day in couples. So let's first move into the single people because I don't want the single people to be overlooked. And I don't want them to feel that they need to have somebody in your life because really what's important, it's not what you have in in your life, it's who you have in your life that matters. So if it's you don't have somebody... You know who's important in your life that matters you. So give yourself some self-love. Make yourself a great dinner. Go out. If you're able to go out, maybe pick up a dinner and bring it home. Pour yourself a great you know glass of wine or champagne. And really treat yourself and indulge. And spend time taking post-its around the house and lifting yourself up. If you want to go spend time with friends, I say that's great. But you know what? Sometimes reflecting... And being by oneself, especially on Valentine's Day, uh, by yourself gives you an opportunity to dig deep about who you are and what you're looking for. And then just write down what type of relationship you want, put it in an envelope, and put it away. And then take it out every so often and read it. So these are for my s- single people out there. You don't don't worry that it's just not Valentine's Day is not about love with couples. It's about self love. And moving into the couple's side, there's some fun things you can do. You can download, there's a couple of companies that have scavenger hunts. Just go online and look and you can actually have a scavenger hunt at home with you and your loved one. Because a lot of us are not going out. As well as we know, you can go to parks and you can have picnics. But also take the time to sit down and write either a, a letter to each other and then the both of you exchange it.
1: Oh wow. Is another I love great that. Thing.
4: Yes. Or also just three things that made you fall in love with that person and then exchange it and you read it to each other.
3: Oh, that's amazing. Wow, I love that. Maria, now that's romantic. I love that. That's really yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> yes, and, and a hint for the guys who are of few words, you could always put you love the fact that your lady watches sports with you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that.
3: That's a great one. <laughs> Poor ladies just got tortured with the Super Bowl. Sorry. I know. Huh? <laughs> you, you know, know he... what? Maybe that's why they put the Super Bowl first and the and Valentine's Day not long thereafter. And that's why they have
0: all the entertainment is so the women'll keep watching. <laughs> that that's true. And also if you have families, because some of
4: us You know, we have our family with us all the time, so we're not able to have a sitter. So that scavenger hunt thing is something fun that you can even conjure up with your family, getting the kids involved, and you can hide hide different things around the house and give them clues. So there's so many different ways you can even incorporate it with your family as well.
3: That's really beautiful. Really, really great advice. Uh, Marie, I wanted to jump back to that conversation we were having about putting Uh, some love into business and uh, because I think it's a really wonderful uh, concept that that you've come up with and that you're sharing uh, in your work. Let's talk a little bit about uh, one of your other concepts which is falling in love with the experience. What is falling in love with your experience? What exactly does that mean and, and why is it important for someone to do that?
4: Well falling in love with your experience means creating a pleasurable and memorable experience for your client. And that is important. You know, when I got involved in the wedding industry, and the same, I was in the rent-a-car industry for many years, you know, being... Your clients are important because, again, we go back to if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. And how they experience your product or services says a lot also about you as well as the team that you have behind you. And it's important to be able... To to deliver an experience that the client is going to remember for a very long time in a pleasurable way. For sure. Right. You don't want a client to remember something in a way that, oh, I'll never go back to that company again. We've, We've all had experiences where they were not the best experiences.
3: Yeah. And, you know, statistically, people are more likely to remember negative experiences than they are positive ones. So you have to work sometimes twice as hard to make sure that people have those positive experiences um, when they are interacting with your business. Because, um, you know, just because I guess the way the human mind works, we're, we're more focused on the negative ones or we remember them better. Um Tell us about a a, a really memorable, kind of pleasurable experience that you had that sticks with you that really encapsulates this idea of bringing love into business and creating those pleasurable, memorable experiences.
4: Well, for myself, I'll never forget when 25 years ago I was in New York City and I I wanted to so go to the Waldorf Astoria. And I took a cab there. And when I pulled up, I got out, and there was a red carpet. I thought it was for me, (laughs) right? (laughs) And then when I was walking up the steps, there was a gentleman on top of the steps, and he had on a beautiful top. He had a black hat, a nice overcoat, pair of boots. And he opened the door, and he said, "Welcome to the Waldorf Astoria." Well, I felt like, oh my gosh, this this man was waiting for me. And it wasn't that he just opened the door and he said those words. It's how he said those words. There was an authenticity there. Like he was welcoming and his body language. And that experience I'll always remember. And again, he wasn't just going through the motions. He was feeling it. He was enjoying what he's doing. And that's what it's all about is enjoying what you're doing, And remembering that your clients, okay, you want them to have a pleasurable, memorable experience. And it starts with everybody. Everybody that has a hand in your business, whether they see the client or not, really contributes to your client having a pleasurable and memorable experience.
3: That's
0: beautiful. It is beautiful. One of the things I think our listeners would probably like to know is how do you work with the client? And what can they expect when they call you? Oh, working with me? Yes. How do they work with you? Do you work on the phone, on Zoom, on Skype? And then what's your process? Well, yes, I do work. I work with people all over,
4: all over the U.S. right now. And it could be anywhere in the world. How? Uh, what we do is, is we do work. I work via Zoom or video chat. And you have if you are out of state, you need to be familiar with Zoom or I can maybe walk you through the process. But I, we work with the clients. I work with clients together. We actually sit down together on Zoom and we go through maybe the client's profile that they have on the dating sites. And we look at the profile in, in its entirety. We look at the people that are reaching out to that person and how they're responding to each other and how they can read profiles. So it's sort of like a... A, a match online, uh, matchmaking matchmaker, but I'm online with them, working with them. Great. And how can they connect with you? Well, they can connect with me at Maria at TrueLoveKnots.com, and it's T R U E L O V E and K N O T S. So it's truelovenots.com.
0: Great. And, uh, Thomas mentioned you had a free gift for our listeners.
4: Actually, I have a bonus gift for your listeners. I have two things for your listeners. Yes. So, Sweet. Thank you. So they can email me and tell telling me that they uh, heard about me on the show, on your show. And I will provide them with a 30-minute complimentary coaching call. Now, whether they're in a relationship, if they need a little assistance or looking for one and giving them a little bit of a roadmap, but also... I will send them a PDF of my book, so that's nice. the other oh, special sweet. bonus because it's Valentine's Day week, and we want to continue to spread
0: love.
3: Yes. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're if you're uh, single this Valentine's Day weekend, go ahead and uh, download that book and uh, enjoy it because it is you'll. There's so much humor in it, funny stories, and a lot of really great advice, and and really some. Some wonderful inspiration that gives you an idea, like I said, of what's possible for you in your relationship, in your love life, and what, what you can find. And, you know, I, I just love it. It's very, very inspirational. Really fun. Great, relaxing read. And, uh, yeah. It's, and hard, you it's hard to put down.
0: Yes. And you mentioned to email you. Do you want to let the listeners know how to email you? Maria at truelovenods.com. Rate. Well, I can, I can tell you that Maria is an amazing person who is very successful at what she does. And if you're interested in finding that special someone or helping you to maneuver the someone that you're with, she's your gal.
3: Maria, obviously the name of our show is Imagine More Success, and that's a big part of what we do here. You have a, a recipe for uh, success that you like to share um, with your clients as well. Walk us through kind of your ideas about it and some of your process.
4: Yes, success quickly is a process you need to identify what success means to you. For some people, it might be monetary. For others, it's freedom to have more time with their family. And then there's a three-part process that you go through. It's called uh, developing a routine, continuing to create, and also to collaborate so a routine is you need to have a daily routine in your business like you do in your personal life you know dotting all the i's and crossing the t's and kind of creating sure
3: those workflows right The
4: workflow and yeah. then when you have the time you can move into continuing to create a better experience maybe for your clients working with your your team to see how you can always be relevant on the cutting edge so that uh, you're not left behind. Like you know, Cindy said, there's a lot of people that didn't really, because of what happened with COVID, they weren't able to pivot. So you always wanna be ahead of the game and it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's just a matter of creativity. Then the last part is gonna really catapult you to success and that's collaborating, getting involved in a great mastermind group. Because when you have several sets of eyes that have been in business that can guide you and you can learn from each other, there's it's so so beneficial
3: yeah i love that you know the mastermind group is uh something so many people have attributed their success to that uh you you know and the entrepreneurs are always talking about it because of um uh think and grow rich the book think and grow rich that's really you know a really important concept in there
4: right napoleon hill right because he was friends with um andrew carnegie and andrew carnegie attributes his success to his mastermind group and he allowed napoleon hill access to the people part of his mastermind group so you know that's that's where this collaboration comes in and they can get you to where you wanna be. Again, it's it's just like having a coach in your love life, right? For sure. <laughs> you get from and, A to Z with a lot less heartache and maybe not in a business world, maybe not spending that much money or time knowing because you have other people that might have been there that can guide you.
3: Absolutely, and whether you wanna find success in your business life, in your personal life, or your love life, we wanna encourage you to reach out and look for someone to help you. Definitely reach out to Maria Romano at True Definitely check out past episodes of the Imagine More Success Show at Imagine Success.net. And in order for you to get your start on your pathway to making money, go to the Millionaire Mindset We want to thank you so much for joining us this week on Love Week on the Imagine More Success Show. And we want to wish you all the very best and for you to always realize your dreams and to imagine more success.